All right, you guys, I am currently struggling with a pinched nerve in my neck. And if you have ever had one, you know the pain. So I am feeling super thankful for today's sponsor, Tanasi. Tanasi's CBD, CBDA is two times better than CBD alone and better than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. It helps soothe and relieve my aches and pains like my pinched nerve, and it's great for sleep and anxiety, so I put it on right before bed. Tanasi was discovered by a team of chemists and biologists at Middle Tennessee State University, and 5% of all revenue is given back to the university partner for ongoing research. It is THC-free and comes in a range of products. I love the topicals, but you can also choose from soft gels, gummies, and tinctures. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Try Tanasi for 30 days, and if you don't love it, you get a full refund. Go to Tanasi.com and use code MOM to get 25% off at checkout. That's T-A-N-A-S-I.com to get 25% off your first order with promo code MOM. Since learning the truth about alcohol over four years ago, I've become pretty skeptical about anything that seems too good to be true. You know, like alcohol. If you're like me and you can spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away, congrats, you're a skeptic too. Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our standards. I take Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus every morning because it has high-quality and traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. It's gentle on an empty stomach and has a minty essence in every bottle that helps make taking my multis actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com forward slash sober mom. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash sober mom for 25% off. Hi, welcome to the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne of My Kind of Sweet and the Sober Mom Life on Instagram. If you are a mama who has questioned your relationship with alcohol at times, if you're wondering if maybe it's making motherhood harder, this is for you. I will be having candid, honest, funny conversations with other moms who have also thought, hmm, maybe motherhood is better without alcohol. Is it possible? We'll chat and we'll talk about all things sobriety and how we've found freedom in sobriety. I don't consider myself an alcoholic. You don't have to either. And maybe life is brighter without alcohol. I hope you will join us on this journey, and I'm so excited to get started. All right, guys, today's the day. We have my husband on. Russell is here. You guys, he's a very private person. He's not big on social media. He just kind of stays away from all of that stuff, which is funny because his wife does not. You know, I mean, he's just, he's my guy. And I i loved talking with him. I'm so proud of how open and honest he was in this whole conversation. I know that it's kind of uncomfortable. You know, I'm used to talking about sobriety all the time and drinking. I'm just used to, I'm just very open about all of it. And he was too. And, and I'm just so proud of him. And I'm so honored that he is on here. And 
you know, I've said it before, this is the question that I get more than any other is about if my husband still drinks and how my sobriety has affected our marriage. And I think that that's what a lot of women, when they're thinking of getting sober, I think that might be one of the biggest blocks to their sobriety is not knowing how it's going to affect their marriage, especially if their husband still drinks. So this is a really good conversation about that. He does still drink a little bit and he talks about that, gives some tips and just, yeah, I think you'll really like it. My biggest tip, and I say this at the end, but I'm going to say it again, is that uh, you just don't know what's going to happen when you stop drinking. But I can tell you that it's way better than anything that could happen if you continue drinking. Way leads on to way. You don't know how you're going to influence your spouse. You don't know, you know, how you can set an example by just being sober and showing them what a full, fun, sober life looks like. And that kind of happened organically in my marriage, and I'm so grateful for it. So I'll just say that making the right decision for you can never be the wrong choice. Like, I, I just don't think it can. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with my husband. Hi, honey. Well, hi there, babe. <laughs> so, you guys, I got my husband on the pod. It's kind of funny, honey, that uh, you overall are a pretty private person. Like, you're not on social media much. You're not, you don't put your shit out there like I do. <laughs> so, to be married to such a public person who's like, yeah, let's talk about everything. And now I'm kind of dragging you into it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How does that feel? Well, thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, of course, I'm a little nervous, maybe slightly apprehensive, but this will be fun. This will be fun. I want to contribute as I can to help help you with what you're doing here, which is really cool. Yeah. Well, I love you so much. So just maybe we'll share a little bit of our backstory. So this is Russell, my husband. We've been married for... Nine years? Almost 10? Yeah, almost 10 years. Isn't that, honey, that's crazy. Did you think we were going to make it long? (laughs) I don't think Of course. You did? Oh, that's good. Me too, then. Maybe not the first two years. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) That was a little rough for a while. You guys, if you're newly married, just go to therapy and keep going because it gets so much better, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you got to work at it. Yeah. I remember being on a golf trip with uh, some good friends of mine, and we were in the hot tub after a long round of golf. And <laughs> I was saying to him, because he's a little older than I am, and I said to him, I said, why didn't you tell me that this is what marriage was like? <laughs> I go, what do you guys got some secret society that you just like tell us we got to get into? And then we get there, and it's like, <laughs> your life has changed. <laughs> You're like, and it sucks. I feel like, of course, but when you think about it, like, of course, marriage is hard. It's too, especially for us, you waited to get married. You were in your 40s. I was in my 30s. Like, we were older. And it's just two completely full lives blending. Like, of course, it's going to be like, whoa, what the fuck is this? Like, how are we supposed to make this work, right? But we did, honey. I'm really proud of us. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to, <laughs> thanks to some good therapy and um, a lot of love, right? Yeah. A lot of love and a few kiddos. Yeah, that's right. 
Okay, so yeah, so we've been married. We're we're happily married, and uh, I would say so. Since it's a podcast about sobriety, we always have to kind of start talking about drinking. So our drinking history is, I would say, it's pretty similar. Like you and I were kind of both the party people, right? When we met. Hmm. I mean. According to your Facebook profile photos at the Playboy Mansion, I would say you were a party guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I would say that I, you know, I drank a lot back then. And I yeah, I uh, didn't realize it until, you know, we've sort of taken the foot off the gas in the last seven or eight years on the drinking that um, it was a big part of our lives and didn't even realize it sort of just happens, you know. I don't know if it's totally where we grew up or how we grew up or, you know, just the folks I spent time with, but we like to have a good time, you know, and alcohol was almost always part of that. Yeah. I feel like, especially because you grew up in Wisconsin for part of your childhood, like, man. Yeah. High school. Yeah. High school. Even Illinois. I mean, you think about like the bears and like that Saturday night live skit, you know, like with Chris Farley and George Went and like. Like the Midwest is just all about drinking, I feel like, as you're growing up, right? Yeah. And it's fun. <laughs> and, it, and it's fun. Yes. When you're growing up, like, yeah, like you you liked that life, though, which I can understand. You were a bachelor. You worked hard. Then you play hard. You go to Vegas. You do all that stuff. So you kind of, you got that all out of your system, which I loved. You loved that I got it out of my system? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that's it. I think I was at the tail end of the high life. I would say. Yeah. Now you're living the low life. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different kind of high life. <laughs> I, but I, I think that that's, that's part of the good thing about waiting to get married. You know, like you and I both experienced life fully before we got married. Mm-hmm. So then we don't feel like we're missing out on anything. At least I don't. Do you? No, you're I on don't. the spot. Ready? Go. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. No, we're, I mean, we still live super full lives. It's just, there isn't, you know, time for the silliness that used to go on back in the day. So yeah, uh, we're doing a lot of really cool stuff with family and close friends and, uh, you know, doing the things that we love that keep our minds right and healthy. Yeah. Like Wordle. (laughs) I I I really love Wordle. I don't want to hear what you're doing on the toilet, honey. That's okay. I'm sure you're playing word games or doing something with your phone. I'm dropping a wordle. I <laughs> I love <laughs> Honey, I love wordle. You know I get into it. You do. I I like helping sometimes. Yeah, you do. You take over. Um, yeah, so we got that all out of our system except for when we were dating. I I would say when we were dating and engaged. I mean, our first date was at Pops for Champagne in Chicago, right? And so our dating was very focused around alcohol, I would say. I mean, I, I think that wasn't the... Maybe it was. Yeah, it was for sure. I mean, we were going out to dinner and had a drink or two, and then we went for some champagne, and then... Yeah. Yeah, and then you were mine. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was like, hey, you get you get like four glasses of champagne in me. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. No, that was that was uh, those are good memories, though. That that was a fun time. It was. And yeah, I mean, going to the House of Blues, seeing shows, a lot of fun. Man, alcohol was 
always part of it, you know? Just seeing Postal Service in Vegas, honey, that was a highlight. I loved that. He surprised me. I love the Postal Service. Not the United States Postal Service. I am a fan of them, too. I mean, they're great. It's amazing. <laughs> but Postal Service, the band, <laughs> it's amazing what they can do. Yeah, for like a dollar or whatever it costs to send a letter these days across the country. Right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. That was a good trip. Yeah, we had a lot of great times. That I would was your say- first trip to Vegas, too, wasn't it? Ever. Yeah, ever. And and still since, I've not been back. I, I never got into the Vegas thing I don't know. I'm not a gambler. Like, I'm not like, you know, can you picture me with like a troll doll sitting at the slot machines? <laughs> no, I feel very fortunate you don't have a lot of vices. Yeah, I don't. That's maybe buying throw pillows and <laughs> knickknacks and stuff like that. <laughs> that might be your coffee throw cups. Pillows. Coffee cups. Oh, yeah. my God. Totally. Mugs. Falling out of the cupboards, for sure. We pretty much had to move to make to, <laughs> to make room for my mugs. <laughs> you guys, in our new house, I mean, it's not new anymore. We've been here three years. But my mugs take up, I mean, like, a th- like three, four shelves of this huge cabinet, as it should be. I love a mug. You do. Yeah. You do. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do love a mug. Yeah, I have one right here full of coffee. Thank you for See? making this, by the way. Yes. I love you. You're welcome. I love you too. Yeah, so we had a lot of fun times. I will I will say though, looking back, there was also oh, some drama. For sure. Right? Like we had fun times, we had drama. Like I feel like things were just so heightened when we were dating because it was all new, it was exciting. And it was drinking, and it was partying, and it was drama, and then we'd make up, and the sex, and you know what I mean? It was just, it was a lot. Like, it was just a lot all at once. Thankfully, though, we, like, stuck with it, got married. We got married, I think we got engaged, like, a year after we were dating, then we got married just over a year after that. And then we we still kind of continued the drinking, um, not as much, because we were also trying to get pregnant, um, yeah, what do you remember of that time as far as like what we were doing and drinking and stuff like that after we were married? Well, I think you know we we enjoy a good bottle of wine, I think uh, yeah, that usually led to a second. Um, I do know that you had a love for Prosecco and that yeah. would lead to sometimes a third, whether you needed it or not, you just sort of would grab it out of the you know, out of the refrigerator and be like, let's have another one, you know? And I, that did concern me. I'm not going to lie. Like if we go back, that did concern me a little because I always be like, ah, you're probably good right now. Not that I was judging you or anything, but just like, I knew that that next level wasn't going to always be as fun as the one we were at right now. And yeah, you know, and, and I probably had some of that too. You know, if I would stay with the vodka or the you know, the martinis mm-hmm. or whatever too long. I mean, I know I had a short temper and like at the end of the day, I just, yeah, it wasn't as fun. So I think yeah, for me and my, you know, cause this is about sobriety and about, you know, drinking and stuff. I, for me, I still, I, I haven't stopped drinking. I, I respect and love what you've done and the community that you're building. And I'm, I'm proud of you. Yeah. I, anytime I get the chance, I champion what you're doing. And I'm not far behind. Like, I'm right there. Yeah. But I do still enjoy uh, a couple beers when I'm out with my friends playing golf or if we're, you know, having a break after work, with I, which I rarely take. 
but I'm just not quite ready to kick it. But we, you know, there's really no drinking on the weekends. And yeah. I'm all family and it's made a huge difference in our lives that we have sort of set that to the side. We still do it. I mean, if I go out to a concert or something with friends, I'm definitely going to have nine times out of 10, I'm probably going to have a drink, but I keep it to the one or the two or the three. And that's really about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, time flies. And by the time I, we're ready to go, it's like, you know, sober. So I don't know. I just, you just at a level of trying to do the right thing, I think. Totally. Okay. So yeah, we were both drinking. And then as we got, as you know, we had kids and all of that kind of lessened anyway, right? Mm -hmm. It definitely like the going out our drinking. Yeah. We weren't going out. We would have some glasses of wine with dinner maybe, but I wasn't anymore the like two bottles of Prosecco. Let's go. Like you just can't, I, I couldn't. Right. Still, when when we would go out, sometimes I'd be fine. I could have two glasses of wine. Sometimes I would have more. And that was on that last... So on in January of 2020, we went to a party. You remember it well. I remember it well until I don't. And then... So I want to know... And we'll get into you, like how you feel about drinking, you know, for yourself and how you feel about that. But I do want to know how you felt... And kind of what you thought when I told you on January 19th, 2020, that I was done. When I was nursing that brute, you remember that brutal hangover. I do. I remember leaving that party with you and you clutching onto my arm and uh, and walking out and just thinking, what happened to my wife? I mean, you were one minute, you were good. And the next minute, yeah, you were uh, schnookered. <laughs> Schnookered. Oh, that's not well. That just sounds cute. Yeah. Oh my god, that's where it all goes black for me too. And I feel like when if if you're somebody who blacks out because it is like a biological thing that either you do black out or you don't black out. But if you are someone who blacks out, that's generally what happens. Is like you're fine, and then like from one moment to the next, you're like it's gone. Like there's no memory. There's nothing. So yeah, what did you... Yeah, so it's like you wake up and you're hungover and you're asking questions about like what happened last night and oh stuff. Oh my God, the worst. You're trying to put all the pieces back together. So The anxiety. I felt bad for you. I was, you know, taking over with the kids. And I mean, I believe me, I wasn't feeling one honey either. But yeah, stepping up and doing the thing. And I, I remember like you were laying on the couch, napping, kind of, you know, not feeling good. And then you were like, you know what? I, I, I don't like this. I don't want this. I'm not this. I'm not drinking again. That's it for me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you I didn't want, believe me, right? Oh, no, I don't think so. No, you know, well, I of said, course okay, not. Honey, well, well, it's not like you weren't supportive or anything like that, but I had probably like everyone says that when they have a bad hangover, don't they? They're like, oh my God, I never want to feel like this. I'm done. And then it's that dissolves with the next, you know, when you forget about how brutal it was and then you go back. There was something inside and I've talked about this before that I was like, oh no, I'm done. Like this is ridiculous how this is could keep happening. (laughs) Yeah. And then I do remember you being like, yeah okay not that you weren't supportive but it was just like a what i don't even know what to say to that no but that's and the timing was interesting right so we went on our first vacation right after that um yeah just as the pandemic was breaking we were down in florida and you were not drinking and i we had and that was a big thing like i i 
I didn't know going into that if I was going to or not. I, I knew that I didn't want to. Right. I was like, I don't want to drink. I don't know what it's going to feel like. So then, and you know, my favorite thing is a run on, a, on the beach. So I was like, I'm just going to keep thinking about the run on the beach in the morning. Like, just right. let me get to each morning. That's what you said. Yeah. So how did that feel? Because you and mom would have some beers, just normally like one beer at night watching a movie. Or three. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you even did really. Well, we were trying to respect what you were doing, but it was so early on that you know no one really. I mean, we all heard you, but you never, yeah, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, how many times have has someone said I'm not drinking anymore, and then you see him and they've got the right glass of wine in their hand? So I just think we were going about our business, sort of giving you room and respecting what you were doing, and um, you know that evolved in time past. So we had vacation and then COVID hit and then managing and coping with everything that was happening then. And you just kept cooking along and, yeah, you know, we would go to dinners or whatever and, or no, no, what we wouldn't even, I mean, it was just, there wasn't going to be any more alcohol and it was good. It was good. Yeah. I just feel like anxiety levels dropped a little bit. I'm not, you know, Mm-hmm. I feel like you were more comfortable and had patience with the kids and with me mm-hmm. and some of the things that I do that, you know, frustrate you. And that was a big plus. And so I've been, you know, as time goes on, I'm on, I'm on your bandwagon. Like, I love what you're doing. And you you are conscious about it and thoughtful and you're not judgmental of other people who still drink, including your husband. Yeah. So it's like, that means a lot to me. If you had become like some you know, soapbox, like you might right. be doing this. This is kind of a soapbox. I'm like, <laughs> hey, welcome to my soapbox. <laughs> You're on it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, yeah, it's not the judgmental thing. You're just, I feel like what you're saying is, and tell me if I'm wrong, but like, here's what I'm doing. And you guys can do this too, if you want to. And, it, and I think it's good for you. It makes a lot of sense and it'll change your life. Totally. I I think that my whole thing is just awareness because I didn't know. I think there are a lot of moms out there who don't know that they can just quit drinking and not have to, you know, wear this like alcoholic badge or they don't have to wait until they're losing things and until there's a huge rock bottom, like you just don't have to wait. And so that's my whole goal is to be like, no, guys, like you, you don't have to wait. And then even quitting before it gets really bad, like your life gets better, like dramatically gets mm-hmm. better. Yeah, I, I guess I want to know how it is for you, because like you mentioned, you are still drinking a little bit. I will say that your drinking has drastically decreased, too, um, mm-hmm. even when even when you do go out. It's not and. And, you know, I've set a boundary, which I always tell other sober moms or or sober women whose husbands are still drinking. Like, everyone has to come to what is comfortable for them. For me, you know, you and I have agreed two two beers, like when you're out, two beers feels fine to me. I, I, and if you're coming home, you know, if you're, if you're coming home like that night, which you normally do. I think any any more does feel scary to me, and that's probably like a product of how I grew up. It feels a little bit like I don't know 
what to expect and I can't connect in a whole different level. Even if we're out, like if we're out at a party and you're going to drink, we agree on those two beers. That's like, I'm fine with that. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? Like, how do you feel about my boundary? How do you feel about your drinking? Well, if I'm to be honest, obviously I, I don't love being told or limits being put on anything. <laughs> you just hate but being told what to I do. I do what I want. <laughs> uh-huh. You guys, this is a guy who didn't get married until his 40s. So you have to remember, he's a <laughs> very 40s. strong, yeah, no, mid 40s. Okay. He was, he's a very 46. strong willed, <laughs> no, I think you were 44. No, honey. Oh, for, okay. Yeah, he's a strong willed guy. So if your husband, if, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, my husband would never go for that. Let me tell you, <laughs> my husband would have never gone for that. And, and you have to remember too, I didn't like, I did not have this all figured out when I stopped drinking. No. I wasn't like, oh, I have an idea. I'll stop drinking. Then his drinking will decrease because he'll see how great sobriety is for me. <laughs> and then I'll set a boundary for him and then he'll follow it. <laughs> like that, that's just not how it happens. No. I stopped with, and I did not even think about, this might sound selfish, but I didn't think about you when I stopped drinking. I just thought about, me, I mean, I thought about a, our marriage as a byproduct of how it would affect it. Yeah. Um, but it, my goal in stopping drinking had to just be about me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I, you know, if I think back on it, anytime I would come home, especially if you were sober, well, I mean, you were always sober when I came home. Yeah. But I'm saying like, if I was out at an event or something and I came home and I had had a few cocktails you already were always on guard. I, I think it was just something inside. Like you said, you've always felt uneasy, never sure. Uh, not necessarily because of me, but just because no. of like how things were when you grew up. And I yeah. always felt that anxiety and it would always frustrate me, right? Remember? Mm -hmm. I'd yeah. Be like, why are you stressed out? Like everything is cool, man. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong. Be cool. But, yeah, don't be... <laughs> Uncool. Don't be all uncool. <laughs> you guys, yes, my husband watches that. Housewives <laughs> <with> me. <laughs> was that New York? Which one was that? Yeah, that was Luann. Be cool. Don't be all uncool, honey. You just yeah. got major points for dropping a housewives line on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then we would, uh, we, I would come home and you'd be like uh, stressed out. And I'd be like, man, this sucks. Like, why are you stressed out? And I guess when we got to the point that you stopped drinking, and I, I had cut back because of that, right? I wanted to avoid that experience when I came home. So I would always yeah. chill out uh, with the drinking anytime I went out on my own, or at least near the end, so that when I came home, I was, you know, not going to put you in a situation where you were uncomfortable or we were going to be uncomfortable. And then after you stopped drinking, yeah, I knew it wasn't going to be any better that I would come home after drinking. <laughs> like, it wasn't like you were going right. to, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. No, I'm sober and you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And uh, I just lost the desire too. you know, it just doesn't, honestly, for me, I'm into fitness and taking care of myself and for the most part eating right. And I, you know, I, I listened to just uh, this naked mind and, yes. you know, yeah. I get it. It's not really good for us. It can make us what we think feel good for a little while, but after a while it's sort of, yeah. it has some negative effects. And I feel like 
because um, you got to keep chasing it, right? You got to keep chasing it, and that's uh, not good. And it doesn't feel good later uh, the next day. And like with three children and a busy work life, there's just not a lot of time for hangovers or the mistakes that I would make when you totally. have too many drinks, like a simple, you know, running into the garage door with a bike on the roof or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Whoa, I forgot. To <laughs> yeah. Actually that happened a long time ago, like 20 years ago, but I'm just giving you an example yeah. of the kind of things that happen when you have cocktails. Yeah. And don't drink and drive. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> yes. honestly, all of those little stupid, stressful things that used to happen like that never happen now. Okay. Also like between us, I mean, just little fights. I, I like our fights have gone down. Oh, big time. So much in the last two years. I mean, there's not that drinking, I think, does lead to more fighting mm-hmm. between couples because you miss these cues like you're you're everything's cloudy. So you're missing any sort of cues. You're misreading stuff. You're really not connecting. And then. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, and if you have any insecurities, like that's the time that they're going to pop out and yeah. maybe take something more personally than you should have, right? Or say something. Totally. Like, I can think back. I mean, if if I'm to be honest and, and self-reflective... Do Do, be honest. <laughs> I know I said things to partners and, and friends even that mm-hmm. to this day I regret. And it was all because I had too much to drink uh, at that moment and said, you know, stuff I shouldn't have said or totally or got mad about something that I shouldn't have got mad about, you know, or that I maybe was right in it, but shouldn't have taken it to that level. So yeah, for me, it's been, you know, a, a life-changing event too, cutting back. I just, yeah, the biggest thing I think that I get concerned about is like the perception on the outside, because I have a lot of really great friends that I don't spend a lot of time with now just because we're married. We have three children, you know, I'm busy with work. Yeah. I like to play golf, which sucks up a big amount of my time. That's not with family. And sure does suck work. it up. <laughs> so just there kidding. isn't a lot of time to get out and be social. And even when I do, I'm not like partying like I used to. So I, I do miss those friendships. And I, I hope that some of them you know, don't feel like I'm just sort of distancing myself on purpose or anything like that. That's totally not the case, you know? Yeah. And and I hope that the friends that do drink and when I'm with them, that they're never, you know, feeling like I'm letting the party down or I'm not, you know, going hard like I should be, like they might be uh, at times. And, you know, those are the things that I get, I'm trying to be conscious of now and make sure Mm -hmm. because I'm still having a good time. It's not like I'm not having a good time. I'm just, not going to do the shots and stuff, you know? Yeah, this will be helpful for husbands, honey, I think, to listen to. Because I do think that that's not that women don't struggle with that. Because I think socially, when we get sober, we have our own kind of issues. But I think for guys and like slowly getting sober or cutting back on drinking or kind of saying no to drinks, it's it's a different thing than it is for women. It's kind of a pride thing, like a bro thing. And I don't think guys are normally going to be open to be like, hey, just so you know, I still want to have fun. I'm still fun, even if I'm not drinking. Like, that's what girls would, that's what I would say. That's what I do say. You know, I'm like, you guys, I'm way more fun now that I'm sober. Yeah. But I don't think a guy is just going to come out and say that. Where if if you did, they'd probably be like, oh, cool. And then they'd be like, dude, stop talking about your feelings. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm not big on that anyway. So I, you're you are I'm getting now better. you are because you have a wife who only talks about feelings. <laughs> well, and I was blessed with two girls right out the gate. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, they softened me up a little bit. I was like, get used to feelings, man. There's going to be a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I love <laughs> um, it. No, I, I think it's interesting, honey. I love your perspective. I love the husband's perspective. What would you like, what kind of tips would you give a husband or a wife whose spouse has... Advice for a husband who wives quit drinking, you mean? like? Yeah, I guess so. Like if you have... And just kind of from a husband's perspective, advice for the wife too, you know. Just as the spouse. Then. Yeah, as the so spouse. What you're to say. Because my advice for a woman who, because I get this question more than any, I'm worried about my marriage. What's going to happen to my marriage when I stop drinking? Because my my husband still drinks, and so much of our social things and how we connect is over drinking, and so I'm worried about what that's going to do to our marriage. I always say, at least in the beginning, you can't even worry about that. I mean, that really your focus has to be on you stopping drinking if you want to stop drinking. And I say like making this good choice for you just can't be a bad choice. It can't be a bad decision. Yeah, it's never a bad decision. I think it's, and in many cases, it's necessary, right? Yeah. I mean, in ours, it maybe wasn't, but when we look back, yeah, it, it's it been the, a great thing for us. Yeah. It's hard for me to give advice. Every situation is different, but I think just you got to talk about it. You got to mm-hmm. be open and honest with each other and be supportive of the person who's who's thinking about doing it. I promise it won't make things worse. <laughs> right. It won't, right? I can't right? imagine it would make things worse, especially... If someone's drinking a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, honey, am I still fun? Yeah. Am I even more fun? Sometimes. Yeah, (laughs) I gotta admit it. Yeah, I feel like you're a little bit more free. You're less care what people think. Yeah. Cared a lot. I think more about what people thought when you were, you know, having drinks and stuff or how things were turning out or what was happening. Like now it's more like we just go with the flow and, you know, you've got your mission. You've got the things that you're doing that keep you that are important to you yeah family your your business you know just you me yeah thank you (laughs) i'm glad i'm important (laughs) honey (laughs) you but there's and friends i mean i know that you stay connected with people that are your tribe and that help you you know day to day manage all the craziness that that hits us so i'm proud of you babe yeah for sure and i have to say i think sober sex is better Oh my God, I think sober sex is way better. <laughs> you can remember it. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. And you can feel everything. Oh, totally. You know, the alcohol numbs like every single sense, and that includes touch. Like, you can't, like, what? And, like, yeah, it's way better, guys. Sober sex is where it's no, at. No, we're super connected that way. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome for earlier. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) okay well honey i love you so much i love you i love that you are my partner in this i love that you're doing this and getting uncomfortable with me because i know that this isn't your thing and you know it's funny because i've been you know my kind of suite's been around since 2015 and this is like the first time that you're kind of like 
really out there. So I, I love you and I appreciate you so much. Happy to be here. Thanks, babe. Okay. You're welcome. Okay. I'm going to make spaghetti now. Okay. See you soon. (laughs) Okay. Love you. Bye. Love you too. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Sober Mom Life. If you loved it, please rate and review it wherever you listen. Five stars is amazing. Also, follow me on Instagram at The Sober Mom Life. Okay, I'll see you next week. I'm going to go reheat my coffee. Bye. Why are we doing an ad again? So that we can tell people about brand new information, a pop culture and political podcast. Say it in a way that doesn't sound like game show host. Okay. Do you want to be in a room of overeducated douchebags and feel comfortable? Brand new information is for you. What's it going to take to put you in this podcast today? We have brand new information on sale for free. Free. Wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. We might not break the political and pop culture news of the week. But we put it right back together for you. That's right. Listen wherever you find your favorite podcasts. I'm Madeline, and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking, and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober, and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host, and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety, and lots of how to's for navigating all the things sober from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.